welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is The Amazing Spider-Man for the Nintendo Game Boy. The Amazing Spider-Man was developed by Rare, and we all know who Rare is at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, come on. And published by LJN there in North is. America. <laughs> and we all know who LJN is at this point as well. Sure. And it was released here in July of 1990. And in uh, Europe, it was published by the big in themselves, Nintendo, and released also sometime in 1990. Okay, okay. And that uh, little rare signifier there really goes a long way to explaining why this game was not uh, horrible, even though it had that big LJN rainbow on its packaging. Sure, sure. You never know what you're going to get when you see that LJN logo. (laughs) Yeah, whoever they subcontracted out to, it's a mixed bag indeed. Always a very mixed bag. As you can imagine, with many Game Boy games, there's very little information to be found about who was involved in making the game. Well, you know, uh, spoilers, there's no credits in the game and the ending, so (laughs) you don't even get that. Now, I did see that the music could have been done by David Weiss. Yeah, I saw that as well. And I I mean, well, maybe, again, spoilers, not his best stuff. Uh, You know, the intro, the theme, Spider-Man theme sounds really good, so. It does. So that could be possible. I think so. And especially when a game is uh, subcontracted out like this one was, the paper trail is uh, not very long. Right, right. So I do want to go over a little bit of other news in the world of Spider-Man at this time. And this game came out the same year as the launch of the 1990 McFarlane Spider-Man title in the comics. Oh, okay. The one simply called Spider-Man. Okay. And this is really like a sea change, not only for Marvel, but for the whole comics industry, because this was the beginning of the artist-backed comic boom. Sure, yeah, yeah. The... Uh, McFarlane had been working on Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man before that, but giving him his own Spider-Man title was a huge deal. And that number one had like so many variant covers. It was one of the first ones to uh-huh. just go crazy with like a foil cover, a normal cover, a hologram yeah. cover, you know, all that insanity. Got to get them all. It's an investment. Yeah, indeed. And all those artists then would go on to, you know, create the Image Studios and Image Comics, which was their whole other world of, you know, artist and creator driven content yeah yeah but you know right here 1990 i feel like that spider-man comic was the beginning of it all you had that and then soon after we had i think x-men with jim lee and the blue and gold oh sure yeah blowing up blowing up everywhere big time so this was a big time for spider-man i think he had this was the fourth spider-man title going concurrently wow because we had amazing spider-man web of spider-man spectacular spider-man and now this spider-man so is that one every week for month, pretty much? You know, I think that's how it worked out. I don't know because I was, you know, young and dumb and I just went to the comic book store when I could and got what I could when <laughs> I could. Ah, uh, there was a forbidden fruit for me. So it was a very rare treat to get a comic book. And if you've listened to any other Spider-Man uh, episodes from us, you might know that I am a huge Spider-Man fan. Indeed. I, 
almost named my son Peter Parker. And by almost, <laughs> I mean, I floated the idea and then it was shot down Oh, very quickly. That's a shame. Oh, it is. And, and he wishes at this point he was named Peter Parker. Well, maybe maybe there's a legal name change in the future. Perhaps there is. <laughs> now, this was also four years before the cartoon. Yeah. And I feel like that's really when Spider-Man came into the hearts and minds of many of the that next generation. You know, we had Spider-Man and his amazing friends when we were little. Yeah, yeah. And there was kind of a dead space there for many years where you either had to be into the comics or whatnot. Spider-Man was still popular as a character. Yeah, yeah. But once that 94 cartoon came out, I think that was the beginning of Spider-Man being a pop icon central from that point forward. Yeah, well, when you don't have any representation in cartoon or action figure form, then you tend to fade out of the limelight, at least of the the age group I was in. Indeed. And then uh, one other thing I wanted to mention is that the cover of this game has a very different art style than the splash page because i brought up all that other stuff because the opening of the game the very first screen is clearly a mcfarland inspired or copied drawing of spider-man yeah with the eyes and the way the eyes look the insane posing and that super tenderly web yeah yeah but the cover is a much more classic spider-man it is and it's not it credited and i'm really torn because i swear this is probably either a john ramada senior or junior drawing yeah and I would love to uh, have any of our fans uh, and friends weigh in because, you know, the eyes to me say Ramada Jr., but the web pits say Senior. And there's just not as much black on them as you would see from a junior drawing. So let me know what you think. All right. Yeah. Spider sleuths. Let's get to the bottom of this artwork mystery. So, Nick, what kind of game is The Amazing Spider-Man? Well, Eric, it's a side-scrolling action platformer with two vertical levels, kind Indeed. of crawling levels. Mm. You know, he is uh, known as the wall crawler, so yeah, it's fitting they're there. He proves it right here. Now, in this game, uh, you, of course, can jump with the proportionate strength and speed of a spider. Oh, yeah. And this jump is somewhat variable. When you're standing still, it's a shorter jump. When you're moving forward, it's a taller jump. Yeah, and I think holding down the button affects, you know, because you can get a super high jump to the top of the screen. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's kind of clunky the way it works out, I think. Uh, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit. Uh, and you can move around in that jump as well. Yeah, you can like reverse your direction and stuff. Not not as much finesse as Mario, but uh, but not too bad. No. And of course, uh, your main way of interacting with the world is through attacking via punches or kicks. Yes. Uh, if you press your B button while standing, you will punch. It is a very short ranged punch. It is. And uh, you can crouch. And if you press B, you will do a kick. And has a little bit more range. Yeah. And it's kind of angled upwards, which is mm -hmm. pretty frustrating because <laughs> you can't truly attack like down, down, you know, or certain uh, certain situations i really wished i had a sweep kick you know but you don't no and i think it is stronger attack as well okay okay and you know if you combine the old uh jump with an attack you'll get a jumping kick yes it's a very useful move yeah yeah one i used quite a bit in fact i found myself kicking more often than punching either by jumping or ducking just because the range was better 
Definitely, yeah. The punch sucks, man. It's, <laughs> it's no good. It does. Now, being Spider-Man, you can also shoot webs. That's right. Uh, you can do a web shot forward. Uh, you do this by... You have to press and hold B while standing. Yeah, it's a little awkward at first, but once you get used to it, it's not bad. I didn't like it, man. I, but it does shoot out a web that kind of spreads out, you know, mm-hmm. like the farther away it gets. And you can also swing from your webs. That's right. If you do one of these uh, super jumps we kind of talked about and then hold, what do you press up and hold while you're at the peak of your jump? You have to hold your jump button and then you'll start web swinging. I think you just have to hold B. Just B? Mm-hmm. You have to use it at certain points. It allows you to swing from the, I guess, sky, ceiling, certain levels, but from the top of the screen, we'll say, and you just, you can kind of move forward, bypass some obstacles, you know, that's about it. And while you are web swinging, you can uh, still attack people. You can kick by hitting B, and holding B, you'll still shoot out a web shot as well. Oh, so you hold A while you're web swinging to keep swinging? Maybe. Or I think you only have to press it once. I got you hold you. it once, and then you start it up, and then you're just in free form. I semi-frequently triggered it by accident, and I was like, ah. And it's important not to because either of these web activities uses web fluid. Yeah, and you have a meter. Luckily, it's not just one web, one shot. You have a web cartridge. Yeah. And you have a meter that shows how much webbing is left in that cartridge. Yeah, and you can collect more cartridges. They are super precious resources. Yeah, and you get those from beating up enemies. They will pop out of them. They're like a little square. Mm-hmm. You have to catch it before it hits the ground, though. That's right. Any it of the is items, gone. Yeah, or it's, it's gone forever, so you want to be ready. But uh, it's not random. The same enemies drop them. So that's kind of part of learning which one's got it, so you want to be ready for it. Correct. Now, what are the other items you're going to find here, Nick? Well, there's only a few. Um, you'll see hamburgers. Mm-hmm. They typically are found in windows, uh, huge hamburgers. Yep. Spider-Man loves him a big old hamburger. Indeed, in fact, man. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember Spider-Man ever eating a hamburger in the comics. I'm a sure he did guy. at some point. I remember seeing him eat lots of donuts and pizza, mm. but not as many burgers. If you but you know to- what? Hey, <laughs> I'm sure he'll take whatever he can get. Maybe if he would save the president from ninjas, they could go out and get a burger together. And then the third and final item, I believe are diamonds or some sort of points boosting thing. And what do those points do for you? I don't think anything, aside from the top 10 scoreboard. Yeah, I I couldn't figure it out either. So I was not jumping to grab them as I was the web cartridges. Oh, no, no. Not worth it. Definitely not. Now, you start the game with three lives. Yes, sir. And are there one-ups in the game? I don't think so. I don't remember seeing any. Um, I don't either. And you do have health, though. You're not just a one-hit kill. Yeah, you've got a life meter, you know, again, for those hamburgers. Uh, and does the hamburger fill up the full life meter? I'm pretty sure it does. Um, maybe. it's. They always made my list of things to do. You need that life. Yeah. And if you die, you just instantly respawn where you were killed. It's awesome. Which is pretty cool. And that goes for continues, too. I think that's a rare touch recognized from Wizards and Warriors, you know? Mm-hmm. And how many continues do you get? You only get three. That's the difference between this and Wizards and Warriors, unfortunately. But I mean, that goes a long way, like at least letting you start right where you ended uh, left off. Absolutely. Well, Nick, this is a game based on a comic book comic book with at this point 
almost 30 years of artwork. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure they used a lot of it in this manual. LJN does not skimp out on these uh, manuals, right? Wrong. They certainly did here. Uh, this is a 15-page black and white manual, although the the page numbers have a red spider symbol over each number. I did look at this uh, manual, and I do really respect that it's like a, a version of the, the back symbol. Yeah. For some reason, I always refer to it as the tick because it looks more like yeah. a tick than a spider. But I love that original back symbol, and it makes me happy to see any form of it. Absolutely. You get a very little bit about the quote-unquote story, which is <laughs> a bunch of the villains kidnapped uh, Mary Jane. So you got to get her Six back. of them, right? The Sinister Six? I guess, yeah. I'm... But how did they know to kidnap Mary Jane? Uh, it doesn't really say. Uh... I, at one point, I think it says that they, they've learned your secret identity, which is kind of a huge deal for Spider-Man. For a while, he had like one of the worst protected secret identities, right? Where it was like... <laughs> Like five or six of his enemies knew, like, uh, maybe I don't know if it was that many. I don't know, but uh, regardless, and a lot of them, you know, like go in and out of remembering, like the goblins. Mm, sure, regardless, uh, you get a little bit of that. You get about two pages of controls where it, you know, goes through all the stuff we got here, and then it's kind of a level preview for each level. I was kind of amazed at how much of this manual was taken up by. The level preview section. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> I mean, you do get screenshots there, but no art or anything. But they it's you get two pages of text about every level. Yeah, pretty much. As a child, it probably would have taken me as long to read this as it would to go through some of these levels. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's... Uh... So it's okay, you know, it kind of explains some stuff. Uh, you do get some kind of art at the end where it's got a 50% off Marvel Comics subscriptions. Oh, yeah, nine issues for only $4.50. Oh, I wish. Yeah, and then you get a sweet uh, a picture of the Punisher, Wolverine, and Spidey himself. Classic white boot Punisher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, as a manual, it's okay, I guess. There's, I mean, there's no mention of any of the items or anything, so that kind of stinks but i think it does mention the burgers maybe not. it does you know it does at one point where it's like make sure to grab the burgers in the windows i, I think it's in one of the level previews actually right it's it's kind of strange they really want to make sure you read it thoroughly yeah if you see one sitting out a, a, on a windowsill or whenever or wherever pick it up so and that's they, you know it's a good, a good lesson for life if yeah. you ever see a burger sitting on a windowsill you should probably eat it yeah or like a pie cooling yeah especially a pie cooling you probably got there through floating <laughs> because the waves of the smell of it grabbed you by the nose. It happens more than I care to admit. So, Nick, what was your personal history with... The Amazing Spider-Man for Game Boy. Well, actually, I have a, a history with this game. I Oh, you do? I didn't own it, but I borrowed it and maybe a Game Boy. It, it's kind of a weird story because I would yearly go on a trip. Me and my siblings would go with my grandparents to Michigan and spend some time there swimming, doing outdoorsy stuff. But there Listening were no... Burl Ives? That's, oh, yeah. So much Burl Ives. Uh, and they had no TV and no video games or anything. So I 
pretty sure I snuck this along. I snuck a Game Boy, and this was the only game I could get for some reason. I don't know. Whose Game Boy was it? I don't remember, and I don't remember who had this game because it was like nobody liked it. I didn't like it, but it was all I had, so it was like I would secretly... Again, I can't remember if it was secret or not, but I know once once I was there, I was not getting any more batteries, so it was like just playing this when I could until the battery slowly faded. You started getting the, the wore out Game Boy, but you try anyways where the batteries are dying. It's like, come on, just give me one level. But I never beat it. And yeah, that's uh, that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. I remember seeing it on the shelves. Uh, but at this point in time, I was very uh, hesitant to purchase a licensed game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And especially the problem with Game Boy games was there was no place to rent them where I lived. Right, right. So that was a full gamble and a gamble I was not going to take. So uh, yeah, I may have seen some pictures of it in Nintendo Power, but I never played it. So, Nick, what is your more recent experience with this game? Uh, well, I beat this game in about two sittings. Uh, first time I tried to see how far I could get and then and see what I could remember. OK, and how far did you get? Uh, I got to the Rhino. Oh, that's not bad. I also, uh, you know, beat the game. I played it three times, I think. I also got fairly far, you know, without any chicanery. Uh, but then with the help of some save states, I blew right through it. Yeah, yeah, I I was able to use some uh, some good cheating to maintain my fluids and life levels, you know. Indeed, that's really a key factor. Yeah, yeah. All right, folks, this is the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by saying that wherever these thugs are getting their hair cut, they <laughs> really need to look at a different book because I think they all have the exact same haircut. I, and I think it's a family of clones or twins or something. Like oddly enough, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm not against the look of these uh, thugs in the game. Yeah, they're all right for just a street tough. Yeah, there is one looking thug or one body type, but they do find all kinds of different ways to make him attack you. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of love that. Like that is the best way of using like this limited hardware. Yeah, instead of trying to do different sprites, it's like you can have one sprite that's a little better animated, and I think it shows. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of the the sprites in this game, or at least the thugs and, and stuff, were all kind of based on the scale of this game. And to me, the scale is pretty good. You take up about a third of the screen. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I feel like they worked backwards. They're like, what is the smallest sprite we can make of Spider-Man in these four colors that looks like a Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah. Because this... this does a serviceable serviceable job of looking like spider-man you can tell it's spider-man but you know that is a real challenge because unlike batman who's got like the pointy ears and a cape or anything like that like spider-man is a guy in a skin tight suit so it's if you're trying to get him on a black and white screen Mm -hmm. and tiny there's not a lot to make him look different than just a normal guy sure yeah and i think they do a good job you know the eyes are the really the key factor there and he's Absolutely. pretty pretty well animated. Yeah, I think most of the, you know, there's not a, a great variety of enemies in this game, but most of them are look decent and are decently animated. Uh, I think the bosses all look good. And I like the fact that they're not like wrongly proportioned. That's true. They all are about the right size. There's no giant enemy, you know, that, that shouldn't be, you know. Correct. The only time that they are giant is their heads. And that is uh, in the cutscenes yes. in between levels. It's so funny, man. It is very bizarre but also very humorous yeah yeah 
And you get some, I don't know if I want to say faithful, but some little uh, witty repartee back and forth there. Yeah, I mean, it's a little dumbed down from his normal quipping, but the spirit's there for sure. Yeah, yeah. And Spider-Man himself looks great in those cutscenes. Yeah, I think his head's a little bulbous, but... It is, but I do like that they do the shifting eye size to give him some, you know... Something. A little bit of a character. Yeah, I think, um, you know, similar to the difficulty of portraying Spider-Man in a black and white medium, uh, there's also a difficulty in that, you know, as Spider-Man, there's three things you want to do, which is attack, jump, and web, but you only Mm -hmm. have two buttons, so you're in a tight position here. And I think they they did their best to try to cram as much functionality into the the two-button interface, but it's kind of rough, man. I I don't like the hold to trigger things in general. While I did get used to it, I would have rather have been the up and attack to shoot Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's just an easier and more reliable go-to. I I think having just one jump would have been better that would allow you to cover or, you know, like, Mm -hmm. why do you really need two jumps? Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you could just build the levels around one, so... I think it would make it a little more fast paced if they did like the jump and even your walking is, is probably the slowest Spider-Man's ever moved. Oh yeah. He is strolling through these levels. <laughs> and then on that note, you could get rid of it because you know, the swinging mechanic is mainly useless. Yeah. Unless there, there's a couple spots where you kind of have to, or yeah, where there's a gap you have to cross, but otherwise it, it doesn't really afford you any you know advantages. I guess it lets you skip through a few enemies, but there's always a few in your path anyway so at the top yeah or you know like the people leaning out of windows with clubs now that club guy does have a different haircut i i do respect that oh okay well yeah he's, he's cool he's cool yeah i found uh in general though man the controls are are slow and kind of laggy so that's that was always the sticking point with me and that's what i remembered most about this from my youth was just like ah, you can never it's really hard to do what you really want to yeah it is a bit plotting and you know, that makes the levels slow and then the boss fights also slow because the bosses have pretty weak like patterns. Yeah, they're they're not too bad, but you're not doing damage to them very much. You know, it's you have to keep doing it. Yeah, it, it takes a while. And I think you hit it on the head there. Everything in this game just feels a little slower and more sluggish than it should. Yeah. And like when I described this as an action platformer, I guess action, I should say, use that term loosely, because this game is really about resource management, where it's like you got to beat the boss without like if you die right before you beat a level, it's such a waste. You need to get that life back without losing a life, you know, Mm -hmm. or your web fluid. It's always okay. How many guys give up web fluid here? I have to beat them. Can I skip the other ones without taking too much damage to fight them? You know, and it's it's tough because, you know, you cannot go backwards in this in this game. You can only scroll one direction. So it's just it's, like my favorite band. Yeah. 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 So it, it's kind of tricky, you know, getting the most hamburgers and all that. Yeah, and, stuff. and that is another uh, point is you do probably want to avoid the majority of enemies that don't give you things. Because your punch is such a short window and the kick is kind of awkward. So if you can just avoid them, then you're guaranteed to not take any damage. Yeah. What are you going to get? Some points, maybe? Not worth it. friends this is it the level by level portion of our show and there are six levels in this game oh yeah 
And when you start the game, uh, you get the little cutscene where, oddly enough, Peter Parker or Spider-Man has been given a walkie-talkie to communicate with the bad guys. Yeah, it's it's pretty strange. One at a time, uh, one bad guy will make fun of you, and you exchange quips. It kind of mirrors the original, the first annual of Spider-Man, where he fights the Sinister Six for the first time, and they all just take turns fighting him. Oh, it's so considerate. It's it's like ninja styles. Yes. And in this first level, you are in the city, and I think that it looks pretty good. You got, you know, in the background, you can see the cityscapes. You're going between buildings. There's alleys. Yeah, it's this is the alleyway. So it's, yeah. you got like a fence, some boxes, dumpsters, windows. And the lizard trying to get you nonstop from yeah the every manhole cover you see. Pretty much. He, he creeps out. You can jump on him to stop him. I didn't realize that when I was first going through. <laughs> it just makes it a lot easier. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, you're dealing with the guys with bats in the windows and then your your standard thug, you know, walking back and forth trying to hit you. Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple of guys that are crouched down between boxes or a, a dumpster in a box. And I almost always skip them. I don't know how you have to time a jump kick, I guess, really well to hit them without taking damage. Yeah, because they shoot you. Yeah, it's it's hard. and, and <laughs> or It's I just guess, easier to run on by. Yeah, yeah. Keep on moving. And at the end of this level is some actually pretty good looking uh, smoke effects. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of zag around the recoil around the room in a diamond like ish pattern. And that will hurt you. Yeah. So watch out for that. And then who will appear but Mysterio. And I think this Mysterio looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You could definitely tell who it was. They got the cape, the dome. They got it all. And uh, once he appears, then you just punch him a bunch. Yeah, pretty much. You kick him a couple times. You can, if you're careful, you can kind of, you know, he does shoot a thing, a bolt out at you. So you can time that with a jump kick if you have to. It's, you can usually trade punches with the bosses. Just, it's not worth dying, especially not this early. So be safe. Yes. Uh, once you have defeated him, he explodes into a thousand pieces. Yeah. Seems a little odd. Uh, then you are contacted by the Hobgoblin. That's right. Green Goblin was still dead in the timeline at this point. I couldn't even begin to tell you who was the Hobgoblin right now in 1990. This could have been, was this the point where he was actually like a demon at one point? Didn't he get changed? That was a later. That was, later. that was, because that was when the Infinity War was going on. Mm. Whenever the doppelgangers came about. Ah, yeah, I couldn't tell you. So, uh, and this next stage is the vertical, scroll, first vertical scrolling level. I yeah. think the Spider-Man sprite looks pretty good here as well. And we yeah. did forget to mention you could do like a little hop jump in multiple directions when you're vertical scrolling. Yeah, because you're you're climbing up the side of a building and while the window clubber people are still present and harassing you, you can you're also avoiding falling are they pumpkin bombs objects? I think they're supposed to be pumpkin bombs. They're yeah. just circles. But you get a little Spider-Man or Spider Sense flash that lets you know you gotta move left or right to dodge them as they fall down and you make your way up the building it's pretty similar to do you remember spider-man for the atari 2600 i do indeed i watched a video of that uh pretty interesting because <laughs> like, i do remember playing it but i forgot all about the web swinging in that one it's i don't know fascinating stuff and uh i really enjoyed the the vertical portion of this level i think it's really cool and the integration of your spider sense is a great great way of doing it well and i think it says a lot that you don't really have to jump suddenly i felt way more in control uh, then you're on top of the building and you're just fighting more thugs. And one thing I forgot to mention in the general chat portion that I, I really love. In fact, it's 
probably one of my three favorite things about this game is that when yeah. you do beat up an enemy, it flies off the screen in such a hilarious way with arms out like full spread, like they're doing a jumping jack and you just yeah, blast yeah. them off into oblivion. That's right. It you punched it, them straight to the jail. It never stopped cracking me up. Now, once you've made your way across these rooftops, you get to the boss of the level. Good old Hobgoblin himself. That's right. He's on his goblin glider. Now, one note, I think there is at least one spot up there in this level where you have to do that web swinging. I Yeah, I think you're right. Like you can't, you, there's a jump you, you can't make, I don't think. Yeah, and I will say the web swinging, I do love that animation because you do see his back and the back symbol when he does that yeah, swing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the fight with Hobgoblin is pretty lame. Uh, yeah, pretty easy. He flies across the top, dropping bombs and, you know, one at a time. So you know where to dodge. Mm -hmm. and, and then you just have to hit him. And then, yeah, he kind of swoops back in from the bottom right. Uh, you know, there is a pit in the middle that you might think is dangerous, but it's not really. You can just stay on the building on the right and do crouch kicks after <laughs> he reappears and you'll hit That's him almost how I every did time. Yeah, yeah. Now, while I did praise a lot of the boss uh, sprites, while this one is appropriately sized, to make him fit on the screen, it does look like he's like almost laying on his goblin glider. Yeah, yeah. A little it's a little awkward, but I understand what they had to do. Yeah. Well, once you've defeated him, you get a call on the old walkie-talkie from your next villain. That's right, and it's the Scorpion. Yes, and his interstitial sprite the one for the conversation is a little goofy looking he looks eternally surprised yeah well and the head is so big like it just looks ridiculous uh most people don't realize that the scorpion is a villain that was created and funded by j jonah jameson himself yeah man to, to kill spider-man to kill spider-man and this level takes place in the subway <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a, you know, pretty basic subway. You're on top of a train track, and unfortunately, those goons are, are either climbing up the side or popping out a little hole, depending on how you view it, of the top and shooting at you. Yeah, I liked that. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, then also, you have another enemy here for the first time. What I thought was spiders until they started flying around. Oh, that's right. And they are bats. They are mutant bats. That makes more sense. Maybe they're half bat, half spider. And they come in kind of like two flavors. There's ones that come in from the right. And those ones are yeah. very easy to take care of because you just kick them. And then there's ones that come yeah. in from the ceiling. And as long as there's nothing else going on, you can just duck and avoid them entirely. Yes, which is the way to go. Always the path of least resistance, my friend. Now you make your way to the very back of the train. And there he is himself, the scorpion. And this Pretty. is very easy boss fight. Yeah, he just has his little tail attack. Mm -hmm. which he jumps down avoid. from the ceiling <laughs> yeah. randomly. I guess that's the, the hard part is like you can't be near him when he hits the ground. Yeah. And so but then he just uh, does his tail attack. But, you know, in the comics, the tail is more of like a overhead kind of attack. Yeah. And in this, it's like he's just kind of side arming it. I don't know. It's like yeah. a nice, like hilarious, like oh, it's come out the waist, swing it out a little bit, wave it around. His Maybe you'll be there. Maybe not. Half effort, doesn't care, L lame, lazy scorpion. But once the tail retracts, punch away, and you will defeat this villain. And then you will fight your way to Central Park. And who's there? The one and only Rhino. The Rhino, a Russian who was uh, given a, a super suit bonded to him with gamma radiation. Yeah, so he got powers and a suit out of it. Indeed, but the downside is, is that suit could not be taken off. 
Yeah, so there was like, a long stretch of the late 80s, early 90s, where his entire goal was just to get enough money to get the suit removed. It's just pretty cool. Yeah, it was a nice addition to kind of a one-note character. Yeah, well, as a kid, and I loved the rhino because rhinoceroses were my favorite animal. So mm-hmm. I always uh, was drawn to him, even though there's not a whole lot there. <laughs> well, he does fit well into Spider-Man's uh, large pantheon of animal-named villains. Yeah, and he's so popular that he is now one of the villains in the new Spidey and His Amazing Friends preschooler show on oh, Disney+. Okay. Plus. Awesome. Indeed, it is the first Lego minifigure of the Rhino released. Ooh. So, of course, we had to buy it and add it to our collection. But this level does take place in Central Park. It is a nice park setting. I like it. There's big trees, some tall buildings in the background, and many you know, half-cut-down trees to jump across. Yes, some logs. Uh, the lizard is back. There are two new enemies in this area. There are uh, spike balls that fall from the trees. Uh, yes, the manual describes them as exploding horse chestnuts. That is bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know uh, why. And, and, and then there's also birds, annoying birds, uh, but they're actually not too bad. Yeah. As far as video game birds go, these ones are all right. Yes, yeah. Now, at the end of the level, you do uh, find yourself back in the city in an alley. And you are confronted by the rhino, whose sprite looks great. Yeah, he looks like the rhino. He's got he's well proportioned, and he is also very easy to defeat. Yeah, it might seem tricky at first because you're webbing. You know, you can't shoot it to hurt him. No, but but he does the classic "I'm a strong bad guy" boss uh, technique of charging up, running at you, and then being vulnerable for a few moments after that charge. Yeah. So just jump over him and then beat him up. That's all you got to do. So just do it. Uh, then you are confronted by the man who says he is your deadliest foe, Spider-Man. Ooh. And uh, the subject of a long-going debate between my son and I as to who Spider-Man's true arch nemesis is. Ooh. Is it the Green Goblin or is it this man, Dr. Octopus? Ooh, and which side of the debate do you land on? I am a Doc Ock guy. Yeah. I do understand that the Green Goblin is, you know, considered his arch nemesis more often than not. But in my book, he's been there a lot less. And uh, Hmm. Doc Ock was his first main villain, the first one that had a multi-part arc. Yeah. uh, The Master Planner saga. Yeah, yeah. And while Spider-Man did defeat him often, and so often that he developed a fear of spiders in (laughs) Spider-Man, he is the only one that killed Spider-Man and took over his body. Yeah, yeah. During the Superior Spider-Man storyline. Hmm, I see, I see. See, I I definitely like Doc Ock better, because I never understood with the Green Goblin, right, was... Why is he a goblin? Like, where did that come in? <laughs> I think it just looked cool. He's like, uh, got bit by a radioactive goblin. or. And then the saddest part is when they try to like translate that to that first Sam Raimi film. They're like, how do we make this goblin mask look 90s and cool? Oh, yeah. And yeah. they failed miserably. I mean, I've never thought the Green Goblin looked cool. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a weird thing to start with. I don't know. Well, if you haven't seen the new Spider-Man... The third Spider-Man Marvel film, they actually do make him look cool. Ooh, so I hear. But yeah, anyways. Uh, but this level takes place on the rooftops. That's right. You do get a, our second vertical stretch here. A little harder this time because now the birds are there trying to get you. Yeah, and you've got some pistol-wielding thugs popping out of the window. And sadly, your spider sense does not work on birds. No, no. So you just have to avoid them. But again, this was these levels were a nice little reprieve. Nothing too too hard about them yeah definitely and then at the top of it you are on the rooftops and that's where the real meat of the level is yeah lots of uh window batters up waiting for you uh, a couple stretches where you 
better have some web fluid to get across these just gaps of buildings. Yeah. And if you don't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you're going to be kicking a lot of birds when you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Birds. We all know how much Spider-Man hates birds. Well, I would too. Uh, there are a few falling platforms up here. I think it's the first time you find them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They will fall beneath you and they do not look any different. I do like that. Yeah. You just got to be quick on your feet, which is tough with your <laughs> interface. Yes, definitely. And then after a few very long stretches of swinging, you get to the last building where Doc Ock is hiding out. That's right. Good looking Doc Ock, too. You can see he's got the, the shades and everything. Yeah, he's got I, I prefer Doc Ock in his uh, speed suit, his ones, onesie there underneath it. Yeah, yeah. Now, his arms do look a little goofy because only two of them ever attack you at a time. Yeah, he just extends two of them, you know, in front of him. In a very predictable pattern. Very short, slow. He pushes them out and then you, you know, run in and punch him after each one. Yep. So it's a very slow and boring fight, but yeah. I'll take that over crushingly hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, once Doc Ock is defeated. Your final call is from the evil Venom. Yes, a guy who doesn't usually team up with other villains. Well, and honestly, this this version of him looks a little goofy. Yeah, he. I mean, he really looks xenomorphy kind of the way his forehead is. You know, like his forehead's too big. Like his head looks like a uh, chest burster or something, I think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for some reason, he is hiding out in the sewers. He is, uh, with his gang of crocodiles and pistol shooter. Well, okay, these uh, crocodiles are great because they are all over the place. They pop out of the water at you. The pistol guys now shoot at angles if they're on the ceiling. Yeah. And then there's something I don't even want to know what it is popping out of those pipes that'll hurt you. Yes, there's some sort of sludge or unknown material getting blasted out that you want to mm -hmm. avoid. You know, it comes out semi-regularly, so you just jump past right after one emerges. But the sewer looks pretty good. The water is a little repetitive, but I do like most of the uh, the telltale graphics, uh, some little sewer grates and yeah. brick patterns on the back wall. The water itself, too, slows you down even more. So I did burn through some web fluid just because going across the ceiling, this is one area where it's actually kind of advantageous because you can move faster and skip over crocodiles. Yes. Although if you keep jumping while you're in the water, it does keep you moving a little bit quicker. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Uh, at the very end of this area, though, is the boss, Venom. And now, while we did make fun of that first Venom sprite, the second one would look great if he wasn't sitting on an invisible chair the whole time. Uh, you know, he looks like Venom, but for some reason is crouched as he swings around. Yeah, well, it's like he fall comes down from the ceiling, so it kind of looks all right, like that classic Spider-Man or Venom kind of, you know, pose, but he never, like, lands truly or, or stops crouching, so it does get goofy pretty quickly. And this uh, is kind of one of the easier bosses in the game, even though he may, be, may take the longest, where, you know, since he descends from the left or right side on his web, you know, he comes down vertically shooting some webs at you. And those webs hurt. Like, it's very hard to get close enough to him to attack him with that, yeah. those webs shooting out. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, on the right, there's a little kind of ledge that you can stand on, I guess. But the best thing to do is to just crouch in the lower left corner. And he will come down, you know, shooting webs to the right. You know, when he comes down on the left, he's shooting webs. He won't hurt you. And you just give him, kick him once, crouch kick him once at his maximum extension, and he'll go back up. And then when he comes down the right, just stay exactly where you are, and you have to jump over a web. There's a little dodging, but and then just rinse and, and repeat. Now, I, I employ the same tactic, but you can also just shoot your webs 
to hit him when he's on the opposite side of the screen. That is true. It, it speed things up a little bit. Yeah, because it doesn't do a lot of damage, but anything counts. Just get it out, you know, whatever speeds it up, because it is a very slow and repetitive fight. Yes. And once you have defeated him, he does not explode like the others. He falls dead in the middle of the water. Ugh, brutal. And then Mary Jane comes down kind of, again, Wizards and Warriors style on a rope. The damsel in distress descends. And this is definitely the 90s Mary Jane because she has tons of wild hair. Yes, looks awesome. Uh, Hearts fly out of her because she is in love with Spider-Man and Peter Parker. And who isn't? Who isn't? (laughs) I blame Mary Jane and Batgirl for my taste in women. (laughs) And at the end, you get a nice little message there. Yeah, very briefly. She said there's like a conversation and she's like, I knew you'd come. And he's like, yeah, I be careful. I'll save you. And then it's like game over the end. <laughs> That's it. No credits that, or nothing. Nothing. Hard reset to the beginning of the game. Well, this is it. The final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. And I gave this game a 3.0. Okay, I went 2.5, but same ballpark. The enemies are a little repetitive, but there was enough variation in the backgrounds, some good animations, and there was you know, enough enemies for a Game Boy game. And I thought this was on the, you know, the 3.0 side, not not down on the 2.0 to 2.5. Mm, I, I thought everything was fine. It's it's pretty uh, average, you know. And like you mentioned before, they, they did a decent job of displaying Spider-Man as faithfully as possible with, without color. Which is no easy task. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was, you know, they did a decent job with all the, the boss sprites, etc. So... And while we said this wasn't, you know, uh, his best work, the music was decent and never annoying. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Next up is play control. And I gave that a 2.0. Uh, see, I gave it a 1.0. All right. Well, I, I think I didn't hate that uh, hold down button as much as you did, but it was a little slow. And that jump is awkward. I think, you know, it's a valiant effort to solve Spidey's uh, two-button conundrum for controlling, but it just wasn't fun to control. I I just was always, like, slow. I felt like I was playing a turn-based game almost where I had to decide and remember, and I don't know. It was just, nah, didn't do it for me. Understood. Next up is Challenge Factor. This one was hard to rate because it's a short game, and you have some very forgiving respawn and continue options. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's, it's a game that's can easily go south in like the fourth or fifth level if you lose one light or you get too far behind on your your life or web fluid what you're going to need to to just uh, absorb all the crap thrown at you at, at the very end yeah so i went with a 3.0 hey so did i oh. you know i wrote that uh it is a little tough especially you know having to make sure you have enough resources but it's certainly beatable, especially if you owned this game. Mm-hmm. This would be a game that once you owned it and had it for a little while, you would know the ins and outs and you could definitely get to the end every yeah, time. You yeah. And I don't think we mentioned this, but the game is like 30 minutes. Yeah. It's start yeah, to these, finish. These are short. There's only six of them and they're short levels. So it's uh, it's that really brings it into the feasibility of of easy play, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. And finally, we have theme and fun. 
I'm pretty sure we're going to have wildly different scores on this one. Okay, okay. I went with a 2.0. I mean, maybe not too wildly. I give it a 3.0. Okay, okay. But I think I'm looking at this through Spider-Man colored glasses because for me, it was just fun to see the villains in their tiny sprite form. Yeah. See how they would react. Uh, I got a great kick out of seeing him swing around. Yeah, yeah. And the interstitials between them went a long way for me really enjoying the whole Spider-Man atmosphere. I, absolutely. I think they, you know, I, th- I think they did a pretty good job with the theming, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. even though there's almost no story other than just rescuing Mary Jane, but it's, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, it was fine. It featured a lot of the villains, but uh, for the fun part, it was like, it was all right. But if this game was any longer, I think it would really drag. So I think they, they wise, they were wise with keeping it short. And finally, Nick, I ask, as I always do, should you play this game? I don't think so. I think I think it's a pass, I'm afraid to say. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think unless you're a big Spider-Man fan, this is probably not one you're going to want to dig up. Oddly enough, I do kind of wish I owned this as a kid because that 30-minute beating time and the fact yeah. that I'm pretty sure I could have you know learned to beat this game is the perfect like car trip you know length of a Game Boy game for sure, me. Sure, yeah. Especially when you're that young. You know, it's like, oh, I could just burn through and beat it like the like the old turtles game yeah yeah totally or super mario land you know yeah it's a thing you know how to do you know you can beat it but it takes up 30 minutes of that trip to grandma's house sure yeah passing the time but uh you know this is just a serviceable side-scrolling game there's nothing truly amazing about it sadly i was actually kind of impressed i thought it was worse going in like my memories were like this game sucks but Whatever, but it's it. And I mean, it's not great, but it, it was. I don't know. I could see what they were going for, and I feel like they almost did it. Like if it was a little tighter on the controls, you know, or something, or a little faster. Yeah, I yeah. could see that entirely. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't know if this came out before or after the Sega Genesis Spider Man that we played. That was kind of the high water mark for God. I hope not any Spider Man games. <laughs> uh, but this one was one of the many that was like, ugh, just keep away from the licensed titles. Next week's game will be Faxanadu or Fazanadu. I don't know how to pronounce it. I've just I've heard both. So I'm just covering our bases. Well, I I didn't even realize there was a debate. So I'm sticking with Faxanadu because that's how I've said it in my head for the past 30 some years. Uh, It's it's gone in and out of my head in many different ways. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, that is for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of this game any way you can, friends, and play along. That's right, folks. And, uh. You want to get a hold of us let us know what you think the the best spider-man pre-playstation one game is do so at cartridge command at gmail.com i'd be interested in hearing what any fans say if uh if our prognosis about the genesis one being the best is wrong true i think there are some younger people that will say spider-man 2 is the best oh for the uh, playstation one or yes. two yeah i think it's playstation 2 is when it came out i'm not 100 percent certain not being a PlayStation guy myself, sadly. Um, yeah, I never played or, it, but I remember everyone being like, no, it's actually good now. It's fun to be Spider-Man in a game. <laughs> yeah. Um, or if you want to just tell us uh, how much you loved the newest Spider-Man game. And I'll agree with you because I platinumed that baby. Oh, 100%. yeah. 100%. Everybody loved the, the Yes, yes. Or more importantly, if you want to agree with me that Doc Ock is the true arch nemesis of Spider-Man, you can let me know that I'm right. That's right. Goblin fans, keep it to yourself. Yeah. Be it Hob, Green, <laughs> any of them. 
I was always a Hobgoblin fan for some reason. I don't know. I think it was just because he was orange and blue, but I still have. I think it's Amazing Spider-Man number 281, the Hobgoblin's second appearance. Ooh, second appearance. Yeah. Uh, he was super huge in the 80s, you know. Yeah, I think that was, yeah, I don't know. The issue I have is not very cool because it's just him driving around and stealing stuff from, I don't from think various. Had, yeah. Oh, I've read that one. Yeah, he's he, he finds a map to like all the other hobgoblin or the green goblins yeah. caches he shows the, up at the very end or something for like yeah yeah <laughs> i think is the rose in that storyline also that sounds familiar i'm not sure i haven't i haven't read it in many years but all right well that's enough uh early 80s spider-man talk <laughs> Com- comic next command. week we'll be back in i wish uh in a full fact sanadu form Mm. But we do like to make sure we go out of our way to thank those awesome, fine, and wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command, because it is your financial support that makes this show happen on the internet. Yeah. Uh, Without you guys, we wouldn't have, I guess we would have the money to pay for, you know, hosting fees and stuff, but it it makes our lives a lot simpler that you guys do it for us. And uh, it's great. It's you're the web fluid that allows us to swing over those jerky thugs. Yes. And your support helps us when we need new equipment and those kinds of things. And just the fact that we know there are people out there willing to pay to hear us talk keeps us moving forward and recording whenever we can. We know we had a little bit of a break there, but we're back on track going strong and we're excited to keep bringing you cartridge commandos more and more new episodes. So if you don't give consider doing so even a dollar helps. We appreciate any amount of support. We do. We truly do. And As always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! All right, the hams are glazed. The hams. Three hams will surely fill him. Ham on, ham eater.